Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 18. This text reads as follows, Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. This week's message continues regarding the walk of the believer. Much of this message, however, addresses the proper biblical place for alcohol in a Christian's life, as stated in verse 18. Please listen as our pastor delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Be Careful How You Walk. Now notice, making the most of your time, because the days are evil, everything that you can do to bring glory to God in this world can only be done on enemy territory. Because the the days are evil, because the whole world system is evil, because the whole world system lies in the hands of the evil one. And so, in light of the fact that you live in an environment that, that hates the Christ that you love, who hates what you stand for, which, which hates what you stand for, you better do something in active opposition to what actively opposes good. If you're going to have a spiritual impact, come to grips with the fact it's got to be done on enemy territory, under constant threat of hostile fire. So seize the opportunities as they come. If you keep letting opportunities go by, you may come to that judgment seat of Christ and uh, watch a lot of wood, hay, and straw go up in flames. Oh, you'll still belong to the Lord, but seize the opportunity. I would give credit for, to whoever wrote this if only I knew, um, unless it was somebody named Mr. Unknown. That's who it was attributed to when I read this. It makes the point, story of one man's life. When he was seven years old, his family was forced out of their home on a legal technicality, and he had to go to work at age seven to help support the family. At age nine, his mother died. Well, actually, when he was nine, his mother died. Uh, Not his mother died at nine. They didn't read that right. At 22, he lost his job as a store clerk. He wanted to go to law school, but his education wasn't deemed good enough. At 23, he went into debt to become a partner in a small store. At 26, his business partner died, leaving him a huge debt that took years to repay. At 28, after courting a girl for four years, he asked her to marry him. She said, no. At 37... On his third try, he was elected to Congress, but two years later, he failed to be re-elected. At 41, 
his four-year-old son died. At 45, he ran for the Senate and lost. At 47, he failed as a vice presidential candidate. At 49, he ran for the Senate again and lost. At 51, he was elected President of the United States. His name? Abraham Lincoln. Some people get all the breaks. Now, I'm not commenting on Abraham Lincoln's spiritual condition. That's another subject for another time. But I'll tell you, humanly speaking, he understood buying up opportunities. And even the ones that don't work out forge you into the person that God wants you to be as a new creature in Christ. Be wise, but don't be so cautious that you never take a risk. Every opportunity God allows to to cross your path is an opportunity in which He's asking you to apply wisdom to figure out how best to exploit it for the fullest possible spiritual advantage. Someone said one time, and I thought it was kind of snarky, and then I realized it was also kind of wise, anything in the church worth doing is worth doing poorly. I always thought, well, don't you want to strive for excellence? Well, yes. But if you see a need that isn't being met, God is asking you, ask me for wisdom and see what you can do to meet that need. And it just might be that you're not very good at that. And somebody else may come along and say, oh, dear, you're not very good at that. I can do better. Let me help. And that might be how a a ministry gets started. Or you might do it and start out kind of fumbling and then say, I got a better idea. And you might grow into that ministry. My friends, there are always opportunities that can be seized. At Heritage Bible Church, there are more opportunities that are going to be coming your way pretty soon. We're, we've got some things in the, in, in the planning stages that are going to help us uh, go, go deeper and do better in, in, in our shepherding and in our fellowship and in our maturity in Christ and in our ability to reach out. Watch for the opportunities. Ask God for wisdom how you might seize those things, buy them up. Now, the second aspect of walking in wisdom besides redeeming the time, is understanding God's will. Verse 17, so then, and that's literally on account of this, on account of what? Because the days are evil, because you live behind enemy lies, on account of this, then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Foolish is a word that means without reason, senseless, stupid, without reflection or intelligence, or it can also mean acting rashly. Don't don't be that way. Don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Understanding is the exact opposite of being foolish. It, It connotes reflective thinking, seeking that wisdom as we saw already. You can't depend on your own ability to understand everything. Nor can you just regard the advice of other people as the ultimate means to determine truth. Why, even 
saints, Google and Wikipedia may not give you all the wisdom you need to be wise in this world. Neither does, now let me say something here, just, you know, I want to tweak a few people today if I can. Neither does just spending a lot of time praying over and over about something mean that you end up with the truth. Sometimes people have prayed, I've seen people pray obsessively about something. It's over and over and over and they come back and say, I've prayed about this for three months and here's what I think. And they tell you something that's just flagrantly not biblical. You've got to put it all together, right? The understanding and the, the, the disposition to use that understanding in the most spiritually productive way within the bounds of the Word of God. Scripture teaches us that we come to an understanding of the will of God by seriously thinking about all things that He says and taking into account all of the data available. You want to understand what the will of God is? Let me suggest to you that the recipe is something like prayer plus Scripture plus your experience plus advice from other godly people plus understanding whatever resources are available to you, plus being aware of your circumstances, plus the ministry of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, who is at work in you, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. Beware of people who make up their minds about the will of God and are unwilling to consider other opinions, other evidence, to seek godly advice, to, to, to try it out in the fellowship of the saints. So look again at our verse. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Look at that word will. It means design or standard. It's not necessarily talking about a specific direction of exactly what to do in a specific circumstance. To put it in this context, this is a command to understand the moral will of God before you make decisions. And let me try to bring that to life to you a little bit. There is a common but wrong way to think about the will of God. It is to think of His plan for your life something like a marked map or a specific itinerary. I just used that the other day, looking forward to a, a, a trip that we're planning to take. There's, a, there's a, a, a place online that you can put in this address, and how do I get to this address? And up pops two things, a map marking the highways with the line telling you how long it's going to take and what the best route is. Sometimes there's a secondary line or a tertiary line. You could, if you want a little side trip here, it might add five minutes to your trip, and you could take this other road here. And then on the other side of the screen is a detailed list. Take this street to that corner, turn left, take that street eight miles to the next one, turn right, an exact uh, description of how to get from point A to point B. And that is how some people feel about the will of God. As long as you're making progress according to the exact route you are safely within the will of God, but you make a wrong turn or you turn to go to Dairy Queen, you might be out of God's will. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.